Good morning, people. It's your boy, B. Arnold, with your sports, sports, sports. Today we have here guest star uh, Cameron Houston, Lamar athlete. Today the uh, discussion is who's the best center of all time? Cameron, give me your thoughts. Hakeem Olajuwon is easily considered the best center of all time, in my opinion. Why is that? His points, his average of points per season, his average of blocks, steals, and assists, and rebounds. So you say the greatest of all time. So we're talking about Shaquille O'Neal, Kareem uh, Abdul-Jabbar, all the greats. All all the greats. Who did they have that, uh, or what did they accomplish that, uh, what did Hakeem Olajuwon accomplish that all the other greats haven't? No other great has averaged four point six blocks a uh, blocks a game, three and also three point nine and four point two, while putting up thirteen point five boards or fourteen boards with twenty four and twenty two and twenty one points a game. So even though Shaquille O'Neal has a lot more rings and. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has a lot more rings. Uh, what makes you say? What makes you say Hakeem Olajuwon is still better than those guys? Because rings, championship rings, come from a team effort. It's not really. It's not just a, a single player uh, achievement. That's a team achievement. So yes, rings do somewhat factor in. Uh, their level of greatness, I guess you can say, but that doesn't necessarily, just because somebody has more rings than someone else doesn't necessarily makes them better. So then what would you say about the Michael Jordan, LeBron debate? Uh, they say Michael Jordan's better score and he has more rings. Therefore he is better than LeBron James. What are your thoughts on that? My thoughts on that is honestly, uh, the Michael and LeBron bait doesn't matter because Kobe Bryant is the best player of all time. But if I had to choose between Michael and LeBron, I would have to go with LeBron. So going against what everybody else thinks, you're going to pick LeBron over Jordan. Yes, sir. But Kobe is the best one out of all of them. Yes, sir. Why do you say that? Because... One, uh, Michael Jordan nor LeBron plays as great of defense as Kobe does. The only thing they can compete with Kobe is in passing. When we talk about scoring, Kobe could score better and I guess you could say more efficient than both of them because he, he had more of a he had more he could find more ways to score than both Michael and LeBron. Hmm. Interesting. So, back to the Hakeem Olajuwon debate. So, I see the roster, and it looks like they have pretty good people. How, what would, you, how would you compare the uh, Houston Rockets to the Lakers that Shaquille O'Neal played for and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Uh, no Rockets team. The Lakers team with Kobe and Shaq was a great team. Probably one of the hardest teams to beat. Uh, even with the 73-9 and nine Warriors. But when Hakeem was on the Rockets, putting up those numbers, and when he won his finals, uh, 
back to back. Um, nobody on Hakeem's team was even close to the level of Kobe Bryant or or when Shaq played with Dwayne Wade. Nobody was close to Dwayne Wade. He had Clyde Drexler, but Clyde Drexler was on his way out. Um, he had Ralph Sampson, but Ralph Sampson, but Ralph Sampson was uh very injury prone and. Again, Hakeem Hakeem Olajuwon, uh, he led his team in all five major categories while leading them to the finals. Hmm, some very good points you have there. But okay, you're picking a a starting five, and it's the um, you're playing against a very weak center. Considering Shaq is very big, and that's an automatic mismatch, what do you think Hakeem Olajuwon can bring to the table to that mismatch? Yeah, Shaq Shaq is pretty big and and does play with his size very well. But Hakeem but Hakeem Olajuwon also plays with his size very well. Um, his post game was one of the best post games by any big man. And that's throughout the history of the NBA. And he was able to also be able to use his body to move past defenders and and get his own points his own way. So Shaq could be able to play bully ball, but Halaju want to be able to play some bully ball, but still bring some fundamentals with it. So is what you're saying is Shaq is not a fundamental player? He can he can be fundamental at times, but that wasn't his natural game. His natural game was to was to bully people around and just use his size to his advantage. Which he did very good at, don't get me wrong. No, I got you. I got you. So, the second comparison to Kareem and Hakeem Olajuwon. What's the difference between them two? Um, I didn't really watch Kareem too much. So, I can't really argue about that. I ain't really I don't really know too much about Kareem to just be able to say what well, Hakeem did better. Or worse than him. I can't blame you. That was out of your uh that was out of your era. I agree. So um second argument. So you see the tenacious uh Clint Capella in the league. Some would say he's a top five defender. I personally think he's a top ten defender as a center. And some say he can guard positions one through five, point guard all the way to the center at an elite level. I tend to disagree with that. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I'm going to agree with those who said that he's an elite defender who can guard the positions one through five. Now, when I say he can guard the positions one through five, I don't mean like, Okay, from start to finish, you can put him on somebody at Stephen Curry's or Kyrie Irving's level and just expect him to guard him all game. But with today's NBA, they run a lot of switch offense uh, off the pick and roll or slip screens, all those. And uh, with Clint Capella, he's able to hold his own at a very consistent level when having to guard those out-of-position players such as Stephen Curry or Donovan Mitchell and all those type of players. And he can he can do very well, and he uses his length to his advantage and guards those players very well when the time comes. So, as I, I, gave, I gave some rankings. So, 
So where would you place Clint Capella in the NBA out of defending centers? Even though, let's keep in mind, Rudy Gobert won Defensive Player of the Year last year. All right, well, he's definitely a top 10. But taking last year into perspective, because that was the last complete season he played, I would have to put him at number two, even though he did uh, he was the runner-up for Defensive Player of the Year, and it is my hometown, so I'm I'm a little biased for him. But it is other great defenders out there, such as Hassan Whiteside and Andre Drummond and DeAndre Jordan. But I feel like Capella's a little bit better than those, and he can move better than some of those guys too. Can you list the guys, uh, three guys that uh, Capella moves better than, or centers that don't move just as well as Capella? That still defend at an elite level. Um, some guys who don't move as well. I don't think Hassan Whiteside could just move as well as Capella. Uh, I'd have to watch him a little more to just be super sure. Nah, not really. So, even though Joel Embiid is known for his uh his famous Euro step as a big man. You wouldn't consider Embiid a top defensive uh, center? Mm. I mean, I would consider him up there, top five. Yeah, I'd have to give him that. Does he move as well as Capella? Yes, yes he does. Does he move better than Capella? What do you mean by move better? Is he more agile? Uh, if I was to give him the advantage, it would be a slight advantage over Capella. All right. So we're playing a pickup game. And let's say you have one of the quickest guards on your team and we and we make him switch to where it's a mismatch. Who are you going with on that guard? Clint Capella for the Houston Rockets. All right. Well, people. That's Cameron Houston. Cam, anything you want to say to the people out there? Nah. Alrighty, fans. We'll see you later.